today on Gospel Unscripted. The truth is that the only peace that I get, I know 100%, is from Jesus. Hi, I'm Jenny, and this is my friend Amy. And we just want to welcome you to Gospel Unscripted. We're here to pray for you and encourage you and read through the gospel with you. Yes. And in this episode, we are looking to make connections between, you know, scripture and real life and scripture to scripture and observations and ask questions all in an unscripted manner. We have not talked about this chunk of scripture before. So this is our first impressions and things that in our own study that we have observed. Um, We just want to welcome you to join us in pursuing the heart of Jesus and to learn about God's plan to give us a future and a hope. Let's get started. Let's get started. And I'll go ahead and pray for us today. Thank you. Dear Lord, thank you so much, Lord, for just the ways that you are always with us, the ways that you bless us, those things that we see and things that we don't see. And we thank you for the opportunity today to read through your word and just to Lord, we ask just for your discernment as we as we read these words, and please open our, our eyes, the eyes of our hearts and of our minds to, to hear about just how wonderful you are, Lord, and to take, take your story deep into our hearts. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Yay. We got red, but you got a red shirt. We got, I got this red I know. We and the, like the, the zinnia is reverse. Back. <laughs> oh yeah and there's yellow on my whoa we got all this color happening right. today and i just i just picked flowers that's why i'm all it looks like i'm all hot and sweaty because i went outside and i thought i gotta pick flowers for our video <laughs> yeah all my flowers are gone i they're not there's a few of the japanese bell flowers that are left nothing else is blooming anyway we are ready for Jesus um, heals an official's son. Okay, so here is John 4, verse 46 to 54. So he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, He went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. As he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked them the hour when he began to get better. And they said to him yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he himself believed and all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. So something I read referenced that Galilee was maybe not the nicest part of town. It's interesting when you look at verse 44, for Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own hometown. Jesus was from Nazareth. He was of humble 
origins that everyone knew. And there's other scripture that referenced that. I keep noticing that they say like up to Judea and then going down to Galilee. In my mind, I keep thinking, well, Galilee is above Jerusalem, right? But my husband pointed out that out of respect for the temple, maybe like they would say, we're going up to Jerusalem. So I don't know if you can see this map. I should send it to you. So I've got one. geographically, when you look at these areas, and we kind of talked about that last time, Galilee would be in the north. Samaria would be just south of Galilee. And then Judea is in the very south of this area. Yes. So Jerusalem is settled within the area of Judea. And Galilee is the area where you've got, and it said Capernaum, but Cana, where the wedding happened, and then Nazareth, all of these places that we've already kind of talked about already in John, they're all kind of centered in that Galilean region. Verse 46, so he came again to get to Cana in Galilee, and at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down. So the official is asking Jesus to come from Cana to Capernaum, which is about, which maybe that's about 17 miles. I mean, if he was walking at a, what would that be? So that's four miles an hour. So that's at least four hours. So it'd be more than that if you have, and it, uh, we don't know exactly if he was by himself. You know, he may not have made the journey 100% by himself. There could have been other people with him. They yeah. are not mentioned in scripture. I can imagine if he was an official, he would have some traveling companions with him. Because again, at night, you really needed to stay somewhere. Traveling at night wouldn't have been terribly safe. Right. I had my husband look up the Greek for the word official and it means, um, it means Royal. It would not have been a Roman official. It would have been someone with who was maybe serving in the court of Herod Antipas. Yeah, this, I, mine says the same. It says the official Greek would be Basilikos, probably one of Herod Antipas's court officials, or possibly a relative of the royal Herodian family. There were tons of people at the wedding who drank the wine and, and benefited from it. And the master of the feast obviously had, had drawn attention to the quality of the wine, but the, that miracle was more private in nature, right? So his disciples knew what went on, his mother yeah. knew what went on, but it wasn't really clear to lots of other people what is going on. But the Galileans, which we learn about in verse 45, or yeah, it said the Galileans welcomed him, having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast. Yeah. Where they too had gone to the feast. So the Galileans have some knowledge of Jesus and what he's doing in their midst, right? Right. Which explains partly, I think, why this official, when he's faced with this terrible because when a child is ill, I mean, it is just so heart-wrenching. I mean, but when a child is deathly ill, that is disturbing. So I can't imagine how this official was feeling, how yes. bad it must have been 
for him to be looking for this solution. He knew he heard of Jesus. Oh, my husband's home. Hi, I'm podcasting. He was just getting ready to put some food in the oven. Hi, Amy, I'll be really fast. Sorry. So his purpose in going to Jesus was to bring Jesus back, right? Right. He went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son. Because the son is getting ready to die. Yes. And and he wanted Jesus' presence in the house yeah. for that healing to happen. I love what Jesus says here. Jesus says, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. I know like for me, if I had been working and working and working, and then someone asks me for a favor, I would have been like, oh, but we know that Jesus has the heart of the father and Jesus turns it around. Well, and one of the notes on that I have in a different version here on verse 48, it talks about the word you, and it says the Greek for you right here is plural twice in this verse. So when he says you, he is, I mean, obviously saying it to the official, that's how it's recorded for us, but that's also a you as in as in my people israel you know jerusalem jerusalem how often i have longed to gather you beneath my gentle wings you know jesus is it's another one of these oh i'm doing all these things but unless you see the signs and the wonders you won't believe yeah there's my cuckoo clock going again Um, (laughs) which is okay so over the fourth of july i heard a sermon that referenced something that Thomas Jefferson had done. And I didn't believe it was real until I did a little research. And I don't know if I spoke to you about this before or not, that Thomas Jefferson had made for himself a version of the New Testament where he actually cut out all the signs and wonders that Jesus did. Anything that was supernatural, he cut out because he didn't want to concentrate on that part of who Jesus was. And now I do not, obviously I did not know Thomas Jefferson. And, and we know from other places in scripture that you do not add to or take away from scripture, right? So this is this, but I find this whole verse interesting because Jesus is lamenting the fact that people need these signs and wonders, not just this official, but all of us. I mean, I know I personally in times of stress or distress or disease, you know, you're ill. So when you love is ill, you're, or, or, or when you're wondering what direction your life should go, you're asking God, please give me a sign. I mean, I, I've done that. Jesus laments the fact that we need them, but scripture includes so many of these And it does help us believe. I mean, Jesus laments the fact that we need it, but he does it anyway, Yes, you know? And I I think that's that's him loving on us in a way we can understand and doing those things that that will help people come to that point of of saving faith. So, and sometimes you ask for a sign or a wonder, it's not always... I mean, if you think about some of the signs, like a road to Damascus sort of experience encounter with Jesus, yeah. like there was, that was very traumatic signs in scripture 
do not always like great things don't always follow. Right. Sometimes it's a sign mm-hmm. that something bad's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, or, or it has a trauma attached to that sign, but signs are there for a reason too. Like in our world, signs tell us things that are definitely coming up. Right. So exit 21 in one mile, you know, or Houston, five miles, you know, you can see the sign points to something that is a real a real place and a real thing. And Jesus gives these signs and wonders to point to his real salvation, his real power, his real message. Yeah. And and Jesus says, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. We know from the end of the story that the boy is healed, although Jesus is miles away. I love that this is included because it makes us think about the power of prayer. Yes, because it's really all about God's power. All he has to do is speak the word and it is, you know, he commands it all Mm -hmm. just like he commanded the, the waves to be still with a word. I mean, he, he just said that this son will live to his credit. That official did not ask questions, even though he wanted Jesus to come with him. When Jesus says, your son, your son will live. The official doesn't argue. He doesn't ask any clarifying questions. He asks for no details, Mm -hmm. no details at all. Right. Which is absolutely what I would do. (laughs) Like my husband knows I'm the queen of having to know everything and why it is. He believed Jesus that his son would be healed. But so where did that happen? Was it when did he come to that faith? Was it the minute Jesus said it? Was it when he got the word that his son was healed at the time that Jesus had said it? Like, we don't know from scripture. It is not revealed to us where that faith happened, but we do know that he believed and he went on his way. You know, if I was hearing Jesus because Jesus is God for me to hear, go, your son will live. Like that's gotta be like a jaw dropping, like power bomb he went to jesus with a mission because he knew his son was not going to make it and and please intervene you Mm. know please jesus intervene and it's exactly what he did but not in the way that the man initially asked for god's ways are not our ways right Right. that this is some humility this man is showing because even though he is an official he's a high as some sort of authority when jesus says it's going to be this way and not the way the man wanted he Mm -hmm. he came under that authority and went on his way isn't there another story in a maybe in a different gospel about the centurion matthew 8 5 through 13 also in capernaum also in capernaum that's so interesting so when when jesus had entered capernaum the centurion came forward to him appealing to him okay go ahead Matthew 8, 5 through 13, when he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. 
And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, truly, I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. And to the centurion, Jesus said, go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. These are interesting contrasts here because in our story in John 4, the official comes and asks Jesus to go. And Jesus does not go. He laments the need for a sign and wonder, but still says, your son is healed. And here in Matthew, we find the centurion coming. So this time Jesus offers to go. Right. right, But yeah. the centurion, in contrast to the official, not, I mean, not necessarily in contrast, but differently yeah. than the official, basically says, you don't have to come. I already know that if you say it, it will be. Did the centurion know about this other story that had happened? I don't know. And John, again, says at the very end of this book that Jesus did so many things and his name was well known in his area for the wonders that he did. I just think it's neat that Jesus marveled at the faith of the centurion. Now, he doesn't use those same words uh, to to talk to about the official who came to him, but Jesus healed both and people believed. In fact, this official, when he goes home and his servants are telling him, you know, he's getting all the details about when the healing happens, right? Mm. And then what, of course, what is the result? That all these people come to faith and he himself believed in all his household. Because that's a powerful testimony. It's the witness of this official saying, Jesus said this and the servants are saying, and it was, you know, it's kind of a group testimony they've mm-hmm. got going on about this healing. And I love that things this powerful can have such big waves. And if, an official's household would have been, let's just imagine, obviously there were children in the home. So yeah. probably a wife in the home, servants in the home. I mean, the household is, is all the people associated with, mm-hmm. with that residence, right? A lot yeah. of people believed because of this. So something else that I'm noticing. Verse 52. So he asked them the hour when he began to get better. And they said to him yesterday at the seventh hour. And the seventh hour would have been around one o'clock in the afternoon. So if if at one o'clock in the afternoon, the man started walking back home so well maybe he was too maybe he had spent all day walking just to get there and he was too tired to walk back home so maybe he stayed the night there yeah and went the next somewhere because yeah if it only would have taken maybe four to five hours to go back he could have been home that same night maybe his he believed and his faith was so strong that he's like, I don't need to go back tonight. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to camp out here. I'm going to wait the next day. Yeah. The urgency was sort of lifted because he'd had the word 
he'd had yeah. the word that his son was going to be better. So he didn't feel like it was an emergency situation any longer. Right. This official, the centurion, they had the benefit of being able to go knock, knock, knock on a door and there's Jesus. And they bring their request to Jesus, right? Yeah. We don't have that. And we, and we don't hear the words coming from Jesus' mouth, but we have God's word, right? So how does God speak to us today? He speaks to us through his word. When, when we have questions, concerns, whether big or small, you know, going to God's word is our first, should be, please Jesus help it to be, our first line of defense to hear what God has to say about whatever situation is going on in our lives, right? And I, I think the answers that we get from scripture are not always, again, what we want to hear, but I'm just praying, you know, Lord, as I ask you, you know, when we go to the Lord in prayer and we go to his word and we, and we listen to what God has to say to us, help me just take that, yes. <laughs> you know, not argue with God it and his word. Yes, please God. And let it enter our hearts and give us that. Is that official? You're absolutely right. He wasn't running home. He had to have peace. The truth is that the only peace that I get, I know 100%. From it's God. from Jesus because yeah. I, I run a little high, you know, I have some anxiety that I battle in my world and a verse that's always been very important to me comes from, it's actually my confirmation verse, but it's in John 14 and it says, peace. I leave with you. My peace. I give unto you, not Amen. as the world giveth, give I unto you. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And here's that official living that out right there. Right. Amen. He, Amen. he received that word from Jesus and and you're right. It's the next day when he's home and he didn't go through the night. He didn't like battle through it all. You got to know that he had peace in his heart that yes. God's word would be true and, and God does not lie. And man, Lord, help us believe yes. those same things. Yes. Help us believe those same things, please, Jesus. Yes. And, you know? and in our prayer life too, help us, Lord, to, to believe in your promises and to believe in your word and and just to give us faith to pray god give us faith to pray for your will to be done in whatever situation so in that why don't you close us in prayer jenny yeah that'd be great okay god you are worthy of our um, our attention you are worthy of all of our thoughts lord help us to believe your word just like the man in this story you gave him your word and then he believed right away lord and he had peace god help us to come to you with our worries and then to believe that you are in control of every little situation god god we pray that you would give all of us your supernatural peace um, help us to walk out in faith and to walk in your peace, God. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just a little commercial here um, that we, Jenny and I have been talking and praying about, you know, some things we're going to be doing uh, coming up with the podcast. And, and we have a, a special guest that's going to be with us um, for John chapter five. Yay. Um, I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Another reminder to like and subscribe. Don't be intimidated to share these videos with your friends and your family.